Welcome to Deconstructing a Fairy Tale. Embarrassingly in-depth thoughts about Disney movies from two Disney parents. And fans. I'm your host, Jared. And I'm your host, Jill. And today, we're going to talk about Encanto. This is a movie that we saw in theaters a couple of weeks ago, I guess now. It was like Thanksgiving, I guess. Mm -hmm. And now, uh, thank goodness, it's out on Disney Plus so that we can watch it over and over and over again. Yeah. Because we really love this movie. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But let's do a quick overview first in case you have forgotten or haven't seen this movie. As always, like, spoiler alert, of course, we're going to get into the specifics of this movie. You should know that. But if you uh, haven't seen this movie and you just want to listen to this, that's okay. Maybe this will help prepare you. It'll, it'll, like, give you the right flavor going into it. Um, So quick overview real quick. Um, So the entire Madrigal family lives in a magical house in a Colombian paradise, and all the children are given exceptional magic powers except for Mirabelle. She feels overlooked, and so she hunts down the long-lost family pariah as she seeks to be worthy of her family's love, and especially from her abuela. In the end, it's not magic that saves the Madrigal family, it's empathy, which I thought was kind of cool, kind of already getting into the end of the movie mm-hmm. that it's not their problems are not solved by magic you kind of mm-hmm. think going in this movie but they don't have any problems yeah they don't have any problems they're superheroes they're magic right they're magic but that's not the case and then one of the reasons that i really like this um so let's get into it with some fast facts do you want to like alternate yeah let's alternate you want to go first I'll your go first, first fast fact my first facts fast fact bruno was originally named oscar but his name was changed to better fit the song lyrics. Do you think it was changed after we Luca? We don't talk about Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bruno's way better for that. Uh, it just shows you how much power Lin-Manuel Miranda has. Yeah. He's like, hey, change this He's name. He's like, no, that's not going to work on my song. So, okay, Luca has, they reference the name Bruno. Mm-hmm. They're like, Silencio Bruno, right? So mm-hmm. do you think, which one do you think came first? Do you think they changed Oscar after that? or? I don't know. They just probably didn't even know. I think they didn't know. I think it just happened, like a coincidence. Yeah. Although, I mean, who knows? Uh, Maybe there was like an executive or someone at Disney that like no one liked, and they left. Like not having coincidences is like one of Pixar's things. That's true. Be intentional. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, Okay, my first fast fact is that this is the 60th film by Disney Animation. Really? 60th. Well, okay, so, like, stretching all the way back to, like, Steamboat Willie. Oh, okay. I guess. I don't know if actually if Steamboat counts. I guess maybe, um, what was the first one? Snow White was the first feature yeah, film. Yeah. So, I don't know. That might be there for they consider the first one. 60 films. 60 is a lot. Yeah. Um, I fast. My next one is in coffee. Oh, no, in Colombia, children do have coffee. So, there's a part of the movie where Mary Bell. M- M- Mirabelle. Mirabelle yeah. says, and that's why coffee's for grown-ups. But really, in Colombia, children have coffee in the morning. I really thought Very that morning. was so funny. Like, it was almost, like, uncomfortable to see kids, like, drugged up, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, is this okay? Um, but I did not know that. I, yeah, I, would, I guess because they grow it, and it's, like, yeah. probably just, like, water there. Yeah. I w- more. I would like that. Yeah. I, I kind of live like, like that now. you did have coffee as a child. <laughs> I didn't, but I... W- I probably would have wanted to yeah um okay my i mean this is kind of an obvious one my next fast fact is that all the original songs written by lin-manuel mm-hmm. miranda um which i mean of hamilton fame is probably like his biggest thing 
Uh, he, of course, did In the Heights. But I kind of forgot, he also wrote the songs for Moana. And Remember Me. Oh, yeah, and he wrote Remember Me and um, from Coco. But that is how, like, he wrote the Moana songs. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, was it Jared Bush? I think was I think so. that was the director then who con- kind of connected the dots and was like, look, we're, we're looking to make another story about a, a magic family. And they, I don't know if you know this, they did not at that time have uh, it set in Colombia or with mm-hmm. a Latino family. Yeah. And they, because of Lynn, were like, well, what if we sat it, set, we'll set the story in South America? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I think it's Jared Bush and Brian Howard, but definitely Therese Castro-Smith have connect, like randomly have connections in their family to Colombia. And so they were like, oh, well, we'll like, we have family there. Yeah. Uh, our families are from there. Um, that'd be kind of cool to explore that story in that location a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, Lynn is the reason, though, that, that it even got sat in South America. Of course it is. Yeah. He's great. He's great. Um, my last fast fact is each member of the family has a reoccurring symbol on their clothes that represent their gift. So uh, I talked about... Oh, no, I don't remember the brother's name. Well, okay, I know. I remember Mirabelle has butterflies. Right. On her clothes. Um, And... Oh, Camillo. You're thinking Camillo. Camillo. Yeah, he has chameleons. Like, okay, <laughs> that's pretty that's cool. To represent the changing thing. So, uh, just like, you know. What does Louisa have? I think it's barbells on her skirt or something. Oh, I totally missed that. Yeah, same. And then Isabella always has flowers. What about Dolores? Uh, she have like a microphone? I don't microphone remember, or... but it's something. I have to look that up. I'd have to look it up. That's really cool. Uh, my next fast fact is that uh, this is actually something we learned from one of our friends, Britton, uh, that every song, like every lyrical song in the musical, it's in 4-4 four, four time, except for Mirabelle's ballad song. That song is uh, Waiting for a Miracle. And it's actually written in 3 fourths time, uh, which is a waltz beat. So it's like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, instead of one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, which is like all the other songs. And the idea that uh, Lynn shared in, in a, a behind the scenes video about this is that it, it shows that Mirabelle is not in sync with her family, mm-hmm. that like they're all on the same page and she isn't, um, which is like one of those like nerdy little details that, of course, so Lynn cool. would sneak yeah. in. That is so cool. Like you just don't really realize it. Yeah, that's really neat. Uh, I will say Dolores has sound waves on her clothes. Oh, that is so cool. So that's what's awesome. So, yeah. Do you have another fast fact? I Are don't. That was all my fast facts. I got one more fast all fact. Right. And this, I yeah. should have done this in a different order because this one's kind of a bummer. Oh, I wanted to look okay. up, like, what is what are they referencing um, in, like, this, the village is, like, pillaged by this group of violent men. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. That, um... Abuela Alma and um, Abuelo Pedro has has to flee. Like, what's that a reference to? Like, is that a real event? Um, it was a reference to um, a war called the Thousand Day War in Colombia. And so that was at the turn of the century from 1899 to 1902. Uh, and it was a civil war, civil war, um, basically like two political parties fractured over how the, the country, like the direction of the country, um, more conservative or more liberal. And they just went into all out fighting. And there really were like violent groups of men who would pillage these villages and like whole villages had to flee 
uh, like the people had to flee. So they don't like explicitly say, but because like from like their clothing and like the style, the architecture, it seems like that's around the period. So it would would just make sense. Mm -hmm. And that um, I think when they went to Columbia to do the research on like the culture and and the history and the people, um, it came up like in so many people's stories um, Colombian stories where like it still affects them today so kind of going along with the idea of like generational trauma yeah. that the Madrigals are dealing with it's like I think probably would be familiar to a Colombian family even you know 100 years later mm-hmm. so that's it for our fast facts that's it um, okay so what you uh, I was gonna to say? say first impressions first impressions okay so we did see this in theater we did yeah which was amazing what were your first impressions when we went uh, and saw well, it? Well, I I really wanted to love it. Okay, I why? really wanted to love it because, Just because it was a Disney movie. It was Lin Manuel Miranda. It the colors were so good, and I wanted us to be able to use the colors for our painting for our paintings in our daughter's room. In yeah. our daughter's room. And so I really wanted to like be totally in love with it. Mm-hmm. And when I left the theater, I was like, "Yeah, it's good," but okay. I wasn't. Like, that was amazing! Which is what you wanted to be. I wanted to leave the theater being, like, done. This best is the movie. best I've ever seen. It's you. great. Yeah. Um, but the more I thought about it through the night, and the more I listened <laughs> to the songs the next day, and things like that, the more I was like, no, I really love this movie. And so then it was so, I wanted to see it again. Yeah. And so I was so glad that it came out on Disney+. Plus. Um, and by that time, I was like, no, this is the best movie ever. <laughs> Just because needs to of the music? After Just because one? of listening to the music and talking and thinking about it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, no, this is great. I mean, this is one of the reasons why we're even doing a podcast because mm. we would see these movies and we would just talk and talk and talk yeah, about yeah. them afterwards. True. Um, yeah. I, okay. So I think going into it, I. I I also thought I would I would love it. I mean, it was kind of one of those movies where I trusted the studio and I trusted mm. Lin, mm. <laughs> Lin-Manuel mm-hmm. Miranda. I was like, okay, like Disney, they generally make really good movies. Lin generally writes phenomenal bops, uh, <laughs> so as, as the youth say, the street youths. Um, and so I, I, th- I really thought I was going to like it. And like, do you remember when we saw La La Land? And it mm. had that first opening musical number, and like it's like they're on the highway, they're all singing and dancing yeah. on the cars, and, and then like, the, the credit, it, like the logo comes up, it's like La La Land at the end of the song, and you're like, okay, I remember that moment and being like, this movie, I'm gonna love this movie, yeah. and I felt the same way, like the first opening scene, like the or the story of the family and the miracle, it's like whatever. But then when they, the next scene is the family madrigal, the song mm. that Mirabelle sings. And that song ended and I was like, I'm in. <laughs> I am sold. So my first impression was pretty favorable. Um, and then leaving the theater, I think I was the one who was like, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like you and we saw it with my brother Andy. We we're just kind of like, okay, yeah. let me process this. I was this. like, I'm going to have to think about it. I think I wanted to leave feeling... Like, it's amazing. But it didn't take me long. Yeah. To be like, like, literally the next morning, it was like, can't stop thinking about this movie, and I love it. <laughs> um, what I thought was interesting about this theater experience that we had, though, um, so we went to, like, the closest theater we had. It, it was, like, us and two other families, and both the other families were Latino. Yeah, yeah. We were the only white people in the auditorium. And that was really similar to when we saw Coco a couple years ago. 
it was more full. The theater was more full. Yeah. A lot more people. It was before COVID. But it was, like, we were the only white people there. And I, like, both times, especially this time, because there were so few people, I was like, man, this is a bummer that more people aren't giving this movie a shot. Mm-hmm. Like, we went on opening night, Friday night, mm-hmm. here at, like, in, uh, you know, East Tennessee, and it was like, no one is giving this movie a chance. And I really think people would like it. They just don't, I mean, they're not trying something outside of Different, their norm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I was kind of bummed about that. What have been some of the things that have helped you come around? Like, what do you love about the movie? Yeah, I really just think the music, like, listening to the music and then thinking through the different, like, meanings and it just takes me a while to, like, digest and think. Digest, like, the story? Yeah, like, think about the story and, like, get it. And then the more, just, like, little things that I, you know, we're watching it through the first time, I'm like, okay. But it's like, now I need to, like, go back and process it. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I get that. I, I would say the music sold me. Mm. I mean, the visuals are yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's the color is so beautiful, and the animation yeah. is amazing. And it really, it's really more like you're watching, like, a, not a Broadway play, but the way the music is written. Yeah. And that's one thing, like, that I did love, like, how the certain notes or things that people will sing it'll come back in like when they're on the screen yeah like these motifs yeah that like pop up between songs yeah Yeah. and just like the whole like that but then the animation is also i mean they just do it and you're like how is that animation like (laughs) when she's singing that she needs a miracle miracle? yeah and like it's in slow-mo and she's like walking through i'm like (laughs) <laughs> what? Yeah, and that part felt so Hamilton-y. Yeah, um, it, there are the, a lot of Hamilton What is the, the Wedding Toast song in Hamilton? Yeah. I forget what that one's called. Uh, but I'll never be sad. Is that that one? I think it is satisfied. For the bride. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that one. Because they, like, pause time there and, like, yeah. rewind time to the moment when and they first met. that's kind of how it felt. Yeah, it felt a lot like that. And so there were some other times where it reminded me a lot of Hamilton. Yeah. But... Well, think about the music. Um, we don't talk about Bruno is like so the good. best yeah. what it, I was thinking about it on um, in the car earlier today it was the uh, the fact there's not a chorus to that song yeah like there's the repeating line we don't talk about Bruno but it's like written weirdly like it's yeah. a lot of verses um, and it's by a lot of different characters especially yeah. like the side characters like right. Tia Peppa like mm-hmm. we don't get to see her very much this is like the most that we see her well and cousin Camillo yeah, same same yeah. deal like these are the most words I think he speaks in the whole movie yeah. is in this song, but it's um, one of the, I mean like you have like all the small music details like the syncopation. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember syncopation from like music class? I don't. Did you have music class? Uh, we did. You did in like high school. And we had it. Um, I had it all the way through. I mean, all middle school it just you didn't got, sink in. You got six A. <laughs> <laughs> well, middle school you had to choose between gym, chorus, or band. Okay. So syncopation is like and then I did when there's like a rhythm and then there's something else that comes in that's on the offbeat. Oh, and like a drum. Yeah. So it's like that part where Camillo is like um, the seven foot frame rats along his back. Okay, it's like yeah, going different. on the offbeat. Like, stuff like that to kind of give you that, like, intrigue, kind of mystery yeah. kind of vibe. It's just a cool song. Lynn manuel Miranda definitely did not 
go to my schooling for music. <laughs> he, I mean, he could have taught it. I mean, he, oh yeah. Um, I wish there were 47 songs. How many are there in Hamilton? Like 47? There's a, yeah, there's a lot. I wish there were that many in this movie, I will say. Yeah. If I'm going to knock this movie for anything, it's like not enough songs. Because they're too songs. good. I also like that it was a Latin American film. I just like yeah. that it's different culture and... I feel like that's what, like, these new movies, Disney's been, like, yeah. taking you around the world. And, and I I'm like I'm all it. about it. Same. I'm like, if we can't go... Yeah. Which I get, like, Raya is set in a fictional... But it's, like, Southeast yeah. Asia. It's, like, Cambodia. Um, especially because, like, this one... it Knowing that they did integrate these historic right. events... Uh, is, and is it's, really like, neat. you know, all the actresses are voiced by Colombian or... Latin American, you know, like yeah, I just like the authenticity. Yeah, of it, I guess. I again really liked that her problems, Mirabelle's problems, are not solved by magic in this movie. Yeah, yeah. So, like at the end of the movie, uh, there was a part of me that really expected her to get a gift. To be yeah. honest, like or at least a door, like yeah. to her own room, mm-hmm. and like that just doesn't happen. Yeah, and I thought that was a really brave choice because that. To me, is like the obvious Disney thing to do. Right. Is to give her magic. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's like every Disney movie in the last, I mean, uh, 60 years, 70 years, however long they've been making them. They, like, there's always some kind of like, some, the fairy godmother shows up right. and saves the day and gives yeah. you your powers. And that just doesn't happen. And Mary Bell has to use empathy, like seeing the world through the eyes of her family members. That's like the story. Cause it's right. like, even starting with, her relationship with her sister. Right. And I um, think she sees, oh, your life's not perfect. Yeah. Like, you have these gifts. Yeah. She even said, what is the line? Um, like, like, I, I thought your I life was perfect since the, the moment. moment you opened your eyes. Yeah, like, right. And, like, seeing, like, that her other sister. She seems so strong and so She seems so strong and she couldn't. And then at the end of the song, you know, she just, they just hug. And so it's like, oh, just because you have these special talents and gifts Everything seems great. Yeah. It's not. And, of course, Abuela Alma, like, their whole conversation at the end of the movie, that's, like, the the climax. Which is interesting. The climax of the movie is a conversation. Yeah, it's great. That's amazing. Yeah. How often does that happen? Um, uh, And in that moment, where it's, like, the next song... um, Mm-hmm. Abuela says that sings that line to Bruno. Uh, I know, the miracle is not yeah. just some I gift. I love that she sings you. it to Bruno. Yeah. Like, the miracle is not some magic that you've got. The miracle is you, not some gift, just you. Specifically, he's come back and she sings it to him. I I love that. Yeah. I love that the movie. We talked about this right after. The almost the whole movie takes place in their house mm-hmm. in their in their casita. Like you're I guess it is kind of expansive. It's a magic house. You're going through these different parts of it, but for the most part, you're not in the village. You're not like out in the at the river. Almost the right. whole thing is yeah. in like one building. Mm-hmm. That's just like kind of different. I mean, Moana travels like the whole ocean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all of Same the Polynesian. Raya. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of neat. I like that a lot. Yeah, that is cool. That is cool. I like the, uh, you mentioned the time shifting that happened in Waiting for a Miracle. Yeah, I like that too, a lot of that. Yeah. Again, one of those moments where I was just like, okay, this is a good movie. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is this is amazing. And they actually do um, this, I don't know what it's called, I'm sure there's a word for it, 
where it's like in the midst of a song, the characters kind of go somewhere else. Mm. Or like they're, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in uh, Louisa's song, um, No Pressure. Oh, yeah. It's like these abstract, yeah. like, you know, like the world falls on her shoulders. Yeah, and it's she's like, like in the sky. It kind of makes me think of the genie song in Aladdin. Right, yeah, yeah. But in Aladdin, it's explained because it's like, well, that could actually be happening because genie is like making yeah. this like show for Aladdin. Right. Versus this feels more like Broadway. It's, it's Mary Poppins esque. Yeah. Like when I think about some of those songs. Yeah. Like it's the true. New Mary Poppins in the bathtub song. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, I don't think they're actually going to right. these places, but for Her. the sake of the, the almost like a music video. They do that in high school musical, musical series. Oh, that's true, they do, don't they? I'm sure there's a word for that, but I thought yeah. I like that a lot in animation because you can do so many different right. things. Yeah. Okay, so we've talked about some things we liked about the movie. Let's talk about, like, the meaningful moments. Like, if we're, like, diving deep. Okay, what's, mm-hmm. like, the deep messages here or the things that really hit our gut, meaningful moments? Um, what would be one of yours? Yeah, I think, like, the whole, like, things don't matter. Like, things being their gifts don't matter as much as, like, the people do. Yeah. So, like, thinking about the relationship with the sisters, like... Maribel and her sisters like she always just thinks it's about their gifts but then when she talks with more she realizes like oh they're still human yeah or whatever because you do get the impression that she's jealous right she has envy well I mean which I think she does a great job controlling it she oh she totally does but it's there but it's there which I mean duh so and then like the whole thing of like when abuela when Antonio gets his gift and she says to him, I knew you could do it. Mm. It She is really valuing the gifts. Abuela that, is. Yeah. yeah. And then like that obviously turns around because she sees, wait, what am I doing? Yeah. And I think even just when the whole town marches up and is like, we don't have gifts, but we'll help you. Yeah. Like, it's not really about that. Um that's, so, that's such a powerful image because, I mean, it's also helpful to relate to because well, right. we don't have magic powers. Right, no. But I think we can look and say, you know, it's not about how many things this person or that person has. Yeah. Because what I was really saying is, like, it's not about what they can do. Right. It's, it's not about not like, what they can do for what they can you. Do for you. Because that's a whole thing. She, like, talks about how we have to keep earning this miracle that was given to us and we have to help our people, yeah. which is great. But then when you lose sight of, like, why you're helping them or how you're helping them, that it was just a gift. Yeah. And that if you didn't have this, you still want to help. Yeah. Because, yeah, the song in the very beginning, she talks about, like, we need to earn this miracle. Right, yeah. Like, earning it. And then at the very end, she has that line in the in the last song, like, we forgot who the miracle was for. Right, yeah. I thought, for me, the um, really meaningful moment that stood out, um, I think in the theater, I even was like, mm, Wow. <laughs> was when you're in Bruno's lair and you see mm. his plate sitting yeah. at the table oh, yeah. I mean, that with the crack in the wall where he can see, see into the, the dining room. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I remember just sitting there going like, like, wow. Yeah, that got me. Oh, man. Because I think we all know what it feels like to be sitting on the outside of the group that we want to belong to, but that we don't feel welcome. The table we don't feel welcome yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, first of all, it just feels familiar. It's like we right. all have been there at some point. Um, and then some, sometimes some of us are there all the time. Like, 
you're the you're the family black sheep, right, or, right. or you, you're that for a moment. But then I also thought um, I don't know that the writers meant like as a one to one match for this, but it also felt like in some ways like a, a commentary on like um, immigrating like to another country. Like if I'm thinking about like us, like we have a lot of Latino people here who have immigrated their families in the last thirty or forty years, and. Uh, they're definitely like they can be treated like outsiders, um, and so what does it mean to be in another place uh, where you're technically a part of the community, like you're taking up space in the community, but you're not accepted and, and you don't have a seat at the table? Yeah. Like what does that mean? Uh, or, or um, you know, what do you do? What are your options there? And I think like Bruno, where he is, he's made his own plate and he's made his own little dining space. They don't even see him there. And he's just going through the motions, longing to contribute and longing to be relationally connected to this group. Yeah. Um, I have not, like, in terms of, like, a societal position, I've not had that position before. But we've had friends who, who we currently even have friends who are in that position. And it's, it is, like, you want to do everything you can to give that person a seat at the table. Um, and so for me, like, the instant connection was um, I was thinking about uh, in the Gospels of Luke in Luke 10 when Jesus tells the parable of the Good Samaritan there's that the guy the whole thing starts Jesus is like you got to love your neighbor and the guy says okay that's great well who is my neighbor and then Jesus's response is basically like it's the least likely person you can think of which in this story is the Good Samaritan and I think that's kind of what this is saying, too. It's like the least likely person you can imagine ought to still be loved and given a seat at the table. Mm. Um, so it's a really, to me, like a really, like it just connected so many dots. Yeah. So many beliefs that mm. I have. It just reinforced those and breaks your heart a little bit. Yeah, it does. It really, that was like definitely like a, oh. You want to hug him. Like, you're just trying to help. Like, he left because he loves it. Like, he wants to be a part of the family, and he never wanted to, you know, do whatever. But that's why he left, because he felt like he was hurting. Yeah. So, I think hurting the family. Yeah. I think another thing here was I, like, thought about we're actually pushing away the people that are actually trying to help us. Because they're not saying what we want. So, oh, that's good. Like Bruno leaves after he has the vision, yeah, about the house breaking and, da, da. but he was only asked to look into the future by Abuela, yeah, and he didn't respond. He didn't say what she wanted to hear, yeah, you know, and like then she doesn't want other people to help, like yeah, um, Maribel and. Uh, things like that. So it's like, are we actually pushing away people who are really just trying to help us? And I think Bruno's a great example. I mean, he gets a bad rap, but he's just trying to help. Yeah. I kind of love that the villain of the movie, like I was thinking, like, who is the villain? Um, They've kind of been doing this thing where like, there's not a like clear, distinct villain. Like, um, I guess Frozen 2 was a lot like that. Well, kind yeah. of Frozen 1, but definitely Frozen 2. It's definitely more, I think, realistic. Yeah. Like, there's not, like, this super so terrible, helpful. horrible person. <laughs> right. And the villain in this one, it's kind of like generational trauma. Right, yeah. Because 
um, Abuela Alma is holding on to this past that it seems like she's not even shared with her grandkids. Right, yeah. I don't know about her kids. I was kids wondering about that. Yeah, I don't Because think. it seems like Mirabelle, this is the first time she's hearing right, about all this. Right, It's because, like, we know, yeah, kind of. We kind of knew a little bit. We kind of knew a little bit. But then the moment, for me, like, a huge gut punch was when she's telling, when they're sitting by the water and she's telling, Abuela's telling Mirabelle how she got the miracle and then that song is playing. I'm like, oh, this <laughs> is like, you really do have, you start to see, oh, this is why she's acting this way. Yeah. And if you really want a punch to your gut, turn the subtitles on that song. Yeah, if you don't speak Spanish. Yeah, if you don't speak Spanish, yeah, turn, turn on, the on English this. Subtitles. Yeah, and. And your heart will melt. It will literally, it, it will already melt, but if you <laughs> it's already melted because the visuals more meltiness. So yeah. And so it's like almost a thing of like, hey, let's communicate. Let's be honest. Yeah. And deal, like bring into the right. light the difficult and broken parts. Right. This is why. And part of it is like maybe she didn't even know she was acting like that. And she needed to talk about it to be like, oh, I'm so hard on yeah. you or whatever because I'm scared of losing this because look at what I've already lost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're, you're like, oh yeah. You kind of cast Abuela from the beginning as a bit of a villain. Right. Like yeah. she's controlling. Right. She doesn't seem to have Mirabelle's best interest in no. mind. And then by the end of it, they have like in that one conversation, even Mirabelle's mind, her perspective right. and she totally says that changes. line, I finally can see Right, you. yeah. Which is so powerful. There's that moment when um, Mirabelle is walking with Antonio during his ceremony. They're walking together down the aisle toward his door to find out what his gift, even if he's going to get a gift, what his gift is. And she's remembering what she went through when she did this. And it is so sweet. I just want to hug her. I know. And her door disappears and she looks to her abuela, and her abuela does not look at her. No. She's just in shock She's, like, looking shocked, at the door, yeah. and the candle flickers. And I think what they're saying there is, like, to me, the the reason the magic is going out is because her, like, priority of the family goes down right, like yeah she's not thinking about the family and in that moment yeah. she's thinking about like oh no what's happening to our gift right and she's not thinking about her poor granddaughter right standing there scared and confused and like did i do something wrong right. and the candle flickers mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like to me like that that's the villain of it's just this trauma that is undealt with right and it has led to like a misprioritization which is like, okay, that's so familiar. Right. Like, how often are we, like, even as new parents, like, distracted or misprioritizing what matters when our kids just need us to be present? Right, yeah. Like, they don't need us to have, like, fancy jobs. Right. They don't need us to, like, give them amazing vacations. Mm. Like, they need our presence. They need, like, our support in those right. difficult moments. Just, like, the comfort of someone who loves them and is walking there through, through whatever right. with right. them, you mm-hmm. know? And part of that requires your own brokenness to come out. Right. And your own, like, you have to be vulnerable even with the really awful parts of your life and bring that out. Mm, so to me, good. like, that whole part at the river. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's just... It's just, you can't beat it. Yeah, it, you can't. Okay, so how do you say... Like, I am not good at some Spanish. Um, the word, is it dos 
Guitas? I'm not sure how you say it. I know it's dos. Um, which means, okay, so the, it, means it means two caterpillars. Caterp- two caterpillars is the, the English translation. And the metaphor is really cool. Like, it's like two caterpillars that have the, have now created this beautiful family of butterflies. Mm-hmm. And of course, the visuals being the butterflies. So when I left the movie, like, one of my lingering questions we'll get to in a minute was like, what's the deal with the butterflies? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, what the heck? And then when I saw the translation to English of this song, I was like, okay, this makes sense. Where it's, again, about the family. Not about the gifts, but about the family. Uh, the family being, like, all these, you know, in this image, all these butterflies, uh, which is pretty cool. That is cool, yeah. If I'm going to say one more meaningful moment, it would definitely be when the village finishes building the new casita and mm-hmm. uh, Mirabelle's given the doorknob oh, yeah. by the family. Yeah, and they're like, we see you. Yeah, like, and they like make an aisle like it's her ceremony again. They, yeah, and like they had already taken a family picture. Yeah, without, without her. her. It's this, I mean, it's the redemption moment. It's beautiful. It is the moment where you're like, this family has figured it out. Right, yeah. It, it feels like victory. Again, yeah. you don't have like a villain to conquer. Right. This feels like you've conquered this yeah. trauma, this brokenness. Because I think they, in talking to her, in talking with Maribel, Mirabel, Mirabel, like even I think Luisa and Isabella, like they didn't even realize, oh, we are not okay. Yeah. Like because we're supposed to be perfect and have these gifts. Yeah. So then in talking to her, so it's like they. they She's, like, helped them. It's like family therapy. Yeah. This movie's yeah. about therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Which I is maybe it. a good plug. Like, everyone should go to therapy. Everyone. Yeah. Just pause this. Go find a therapist. Come back. <laughs> right. It'll help you. Promise. It'll help. Yeah. Um, and so, like, when she... At first, when she's given the door, but then she plugs it in, and it lights like up. Family. And, like, the look of shock on her face that they've animated yeah. is, like, breathtaking. It's it's Beautiful. exactly what you... I think what they were trying to do is, like, capture what would the five-year-old Mirabelle right, react t- if this had happened in her right, ceremony. Yeah. So, for me, it's like I'm seeing that little girl yeah. in that moment yeah. get the moment that she longed for and was yeah. denied for yeah. whatever reason. Right. It just hits me every time. I could just, like, fall in a puddle. <laughs> watching that part which we had read online um i don't know the next day after we saw it uh someone had just like in one of the reviews had just postulated like i wonder if the storytellers are are saying like abuela doesn't have a magic gift either right and so maybe they're saying mirabelle is the next generation's matriarch she's gonna like keep this family together in the same way abuela has i mean abuela's she's getting up there in age you know she's probably in her 70s at this point and yeah, so, I mean, if the miracle was given 50 years ago, she had baby. Right. Yes. Like, yeah. is there a need for that role? I think that this movie's making the argument that it helps, like, tremendously. Right. And Mirabelle's gift, if you're going to give her a gift, it is holding this family together. Mm-hmm. Keeping and helping them see each other clearly. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Okay, so let's move on to favorite character then. Did you have a favorite character? Yeah, it's Mirabelle. Mar- okay, why? I just... I really am, like, you can tell that she's envious, but, like, that doesn't stop her. She's trying so hard she's not to She's trying so hard not to be. Yeah. Like, you can't... I wouldn't even say that you can tell. Like, she... 
I mean, she does an amazing job. I think the only way, this is my view, the yeah. only way that you can tell that she's a little bit resentful is in yeah. her song to Is- Isabella. Yeah. Yeah, but here's the thing. You think that's just her? I think that's sisters. Yeah, it's true. I think I can name on my hand five different sibling sets uh-huh. that could say the same thing or yeah. feel the same way. And because I think part of it is an illusion in real life, you know, our older sister or siblings or younger, whatever, they don't have these magical powers. Yeah. But we think they do. Yeah. Oh, they get straight A's. Mom loves them more than me because she's never had a bad hair day. Like, oh, and really that's not the truth, but our perception of it is so, like, I think part of that is just sibling stuff. But, like, the fact that she's, like, I mean, I don't know what she would do, leave, you know, like, I don't know what her options are, but that she is still... Like, she's so encouraging to Antonio, and she's yeah. strong and brave. But I think she's, like, true to herself. And I think she's super brave in the sense of, like, I'm going to solve, like, which I think part of it is, like, she wants to solve the miracle. She wants to help the miracle because then she'll feel like she has worth. She contributed. Yeah. yeah. But I also think it is very brave of her to stand up to Abuela. I mean, she's, like, at the end, bef- mm-hmm. you don't care about this family. Like, mm. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I just, I like her. Yeah. No, she's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I know her. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm like, I just see so many, like, amazing women that I have known. I mean, like, I saw a lot of you in her. I definitely saw some of my sisters in her. Mm-hmm. Like, she just feels familiar yeah. as a person. Yeah. Even if you don't identify with her, it's like, I can, I know her. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So that was really cool. Um, and I liked that self-awareness that she had, like you're right. saying, like when she's like going into Bruno's tower and she's like, I'm doing this for the family right. and maybe a little bit for me. Right. Like just that oh, honesty. And so even hopeful. just in the song, Waiting on a Miracle, she's like, I'm fine. And then I mean, she's like, I'm not fine. Yeah, like, actually, I'm let's not. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like, I'm not fine. I want, you know, and so just to be like honest, but not to be like totally Every day, I hate this because how come I didn't get blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah. Yeah. I'd say my favorite character is Bruno. Mm. I mean, it wasn't the first time I saw it. Yeah. Um, I I was kind of like, oh, he's cool. But the more I've seen it, oh, how many times have we seen it? Like three or four Uh, now. At least. At least. Our son now loves it. And I'm like, okay, no, you're like the best. He's so lovable. He really is. You just want to hug him and just yeah. be his friend. And it's like he has this heart of gold. Yeah. It's like. He really does because yeah. he, he leaves because he's like, I'm hurting the family. Yeah. I don't want to leave. I want to be here with you guys. But. And here's what also I felt was so relatable is like he leaves and what happens? It's just gossip. Yeah. I mean, that's because that's the impression we get from the song we right. don't talk about Bruno. It's, yeah, it's, it's like not... all these family members are like, yeah, listen yeah. to how malicious and right. evil and cunning well, and mischievous and he is. And then even when he comes back, he comes in on that horse and is like, it's not her fault, it's me. Yeah. Like, don't be mad at her. Don't be like. Yeah, which is also like, Bruno, you got to go to therapy oh. as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, you need well, to make an appointment. You've been with rats. So, like, you. <laughs> you have like multiple personality here, but, disorder. But. Just the fact that he would come in and be like... Just take the blame. I, I, yeah. yeah, it's me. Yeah, absolutely. And I I mean, it's like so obvious that no one really sees the real him. Like, right. they hear these prophecies that just don't align with right. what they want and, for the and future. And I think he gets used the most, like, 
I just want to know what the future is. Yeah. I don't care about you. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the same thing would, can be said for Louisa. Yeah. I want you just to move this. I don't really care about you. Have, did you think on that note, like, I was like, how much stuff is there to move in this little village? <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, whose gift is getting used the most? Because I feel like, I'm like, Isabella's just making plans for people. <laughs> like, yeah. which I guess is good. All she's Obviously, doing is but flowers. Like, That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Great I for feel weddings. Like it's but... disproportionate. <laughs> so I feel like she is moving churches. Well, what and... is Dolores doing? That's yeah. She's that's just listening. True. <laughs> <laughs> which to me is like, yeah, I guess eavesdropping. Yeah. Which I espionage. also like. I guess she can hear if someone's coming. Or if someone's in danger. But they're in. That's true. If someone's in danger. And I thought they did Camillo. Camillo. Yeah, Camillo. Yeah. He, I thought that was good when they show in the song like that he became a mom and could help hold the baby because at yes. first I was like how do you help well and I got the impression that like he like helps people laugh well wait well, in one of the songs she's like up. he'll he's, make you laugh or something he's like, like we need another whatever and so he hangs the banner yeah you know it is it you see how useful it is but but Louisa I'm like She's moving churches? How often do you need to move a, a church building? Like, what? Like, she's constantly moving things. I, yeah. But is it that she feels that, like... She just thinks, like, she feels like she needs to be. Yeah. yeah I, think I don't know. Right. Yeah, I think that's probably it. She also, in that one song, is shown training, and it made me wonder, like, how much does she have to work out? Yeah, I out was wondering, like, how... To keep it Well, up? I was wondering, like, was she buff before? Oh yeah! Like Did she before she got her gift. When her <laughs> did she buff up <laughs> when she touches her doorknob? Yeah. Well, she would have been five. So I did some research oh, and so found like, out you're five when you go through your ceremony. Okay, so that means that the aunt was forty-five. Yeah, when she had Antonio. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, Tia Peppa. Yeah. Yeah, five is young. That's kindergarten. Yeah, five is real young. Um, okay, sorry. Yeah. So favorite character, mine would yeah, be Bruno. Yeah. I I mean, um, I. I think he's just like he's also really relatable. Yeah, like we've all been that person. Yeah, I feel like that was me in middle school. <laughs> like, yeah, you're like I just don't feel like I belong. Like Anywhere. nothing feels yeah. familiar. Um, to like I want to be in this group and I'm just not and I don't understand why. Yeah. Um. So I mean, he's just lovable. He's great. Yeah. So that's probably mine. Um. All right. So what we've talked about this before? Like what power? Like if you were to pick one of the powers from the movie. That was one of your questions? Yeah. So What gift would you want? What gift would you I asked it, so you have to I go mean, first. I mean, the mom with the healing power of food. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? You have strep throat? I'm making this muffin. Done. <laughs> Done. Like. Yeah. To me. Oh, I bet hers gets used the most. Yeah. Actually. No, when I saw that, I was like, that's it. Everyone who's ever asked me what superpower I want, that's the one I it want. It also is very creative. It is creative. And it made me wonder, too. Like, you do know, like, when you're sick or when you're not, when you're having a bad day mentally, mm-hmm. like, a good meal right. makes a big difference. Yeah. Like, you can pick up or your Or when your blood sugar drops and you just, like, actually need some food. <laughs> yeah, who's that? changes that? your whole day. <laughs> I don't know anyone like that. But if yeah. I did, yeah. well, and just, like, I just feel like, I feel like all these gifts are pretty creative. They really are, yeah. Um, but that one, I was like, no, that's, that's it. That's the one you would Done. want? Done. Easy. I mean, I don't know what it is. I, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot and say, I want to see the future. Like, <laughs> and I think I'd be much more willing to be like, no, 
I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not telling you. Yeah. Now I'm gonna go find out what your future <laughs> is. But I'll decide if I'm gonna tell you or not. Right, yeah. I think I'll be they also weren't complete futures, I feel like. They were glimpses. They were just kind of like in some ways unhelpful. She hugs Isabella, but that's not what Okay, so okay, let's talk about this. It's a miracle. I've been thinking about this. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. But it's like in, just the next step. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm thinking yeah, of. In yeah. this prophecy, they're like, oh, it's I'm supposed to hug Isabella. Yeah. But it, there are other flashes, like the butterfly right. landing on the blade of grass right. in the river. Mm-hmm. And so like m- m- like my theory on this is it wasn't showing the one thing right. that would fix, but it was showing glimpses of what was gonna happen. Yeah. And I think Bruno misinterpreted it. I think he thought it was either or. Right, yeah. But maybe it was like, no, this is all of it. Right, yeah. Like, the house is going to break, yeah. and she's going to save the day. Right, right. You know? Not not one or the other. Not but one both. or the other, yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it was both. You're right. So that's my theory. Mm, that's good. I've heard, I, I had read online, like, some people were like, oh, like, Isabella is misidentified. Like, maybe that was really young oh, t- uh, abuela. Like, she's hugging the young abuela because right. that's when she tells her but story. when we've rewatched it, it, it just is, looks just yeah. like... And, and she does hug her. She goes... Yeah. Hug. So, that's like a... That's what I'm saying. I think they're like steps in the process Totally. Of, I think so, too. This is gonna... You need to go do this first. You don't just need to go to abuela and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And also, every time we've seen abuela Alma as a young person, right. she has those double right. braids. Yeah. And so her hair is just... And, the, like, is Isabella's hair in the movie is a big... Like, you know, she swings it a lot. She always has flowers <laughs> in it. So yeah. it's like... They they would have made it... They wanted it, you to think it was they her. They wanted you to think it was her. If they wanted you to think it was... They would have done the braids. Yeah. Or three babies. Uh, you know, like, her holding right. three babies. Something like that. So I think you're right. I think it was just showing glimpses yeah. of what was going to happen. Yeah. But I would have picked... I, yeah, I would pick his power... It's just seeing the future, mm. I think, would be helpful for me. So, I'm going to be selfish. It's helpful for me. I mean, I want to help people. It's helpful for me for no one to be sick. <laughs> That's really true. That's true. For myself. So, kind of similarly, is there a character you identify with from the movie? Um, I think I can identify the most, maybe not with the character. Yeah. Lu- Luce, Louisa? Louisa. Yeah. But with her song. Oh when yeah. She sings the surface, the pressure. surface pressure. Yeah. Because there's a line in there I should have looked it up. Am I worth anything if I can't help people? I'm pretty sure I'm worthless if I can be of service. Because she says under the surface I hide my nerves and it worsens, which I don't really hide my nerves, but um I worry if something is going to hurt us. You know, but then she says, who am I if I can't carry it all if I falter? Mm. So I think it's like the, those things I can identify. Yeah, when I when we heard that song, I was like, okay, I've heard these lines from Jill yeah, before. Yeah. <laughs> like I've heard you say some of these things. Because she says, if I can't shake the crushing weight of expectations, but if I could, maybe that would free some room up for joy, relaxation, and simple pressure. It's like, oh yeah, if I could get out of the weight of my expectations. Yeah, of yourself. Of myself. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's like, oh my gosh, so much therapy in this right. in this movie. Me? Ask the uh, same question? Yeah, same question. Um, I don't know. Like, I kind of want to be Camillo. Like, he just seems mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, he does seem cool. Um, And kind of like doing his own thing. That's just kind of mm-hmm. like me. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm super cool. No. But I am, cool. like, I do my cool. own thing pretty often. Um, That's definitely my personality. Um, But on the other hand, like, I also felt like I could kind of relate to Isabella. 
like mm. just the feeling that you've got to do everything right. Like yeah. You've got to do it perfectly. Right. Um, mm. And the expectation of you create really great things. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my job has been creating mm. content. And yeah. so I sometimes like feel like, you know, in talking to family members, especially like they just expect what I make is going to be good. And you know how the process works. Like so, so much of like the work of making something, be it like graphics or, or video content or whatever, um, it you put you make a lot of mistakes along the way. Right. And right. sometimes I haven't felt the freedom to like reveal parts of a process of something that I just can't work through. I can't figure out. I have been hesitant to show those to people because I don't want them to realize that I really don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like I'm trying yeah. to figure right, it out. Right. And it's not just like so easy and effortless. Um, so in that way, like where she's like, I'm putting on this persona of perfection and I'm trying my best to hold it together. Right. I was like, okay, that feels, that feels pretty familiar. Mm. I've been there. Do you have a favorite song? Well, I'd say we don't talk about Bruno. I mentioned that. It's probably my favorite. Um, I like that one and the all of you song. All of you. I like the words in that song, but it's not like my favorite song. It's wordy. It's the, and there's like different things. I also do like the service pressure song. Oh, it's so good. It's so catchy. Mm-hmm. Is the thing, yeah. Okay, so lingering questions. Let's talk about some lingering questions. So, like, what we noticed, what Jill and I noticed, like, in watching some of these movies, is even after thinking about it, we're like, okay, stuff still doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, there's some things that are just like, what is the deal? So, did you have any of those lingering questions from Encanto? Yeah, I kind of just wanted to know, when they go back into the house, like, did they go back to their doors? Okay, so the doors are unmarked. They're They're unmarked, and they're just blank. And so I'm like, do they have their gifts? Do they not? Is it just for everyone? That feels unexplored to me. It felt like they were trying, they were going to say something, and then they never did. Yeah, so I'm just like, do they get their gifts back? Yeah. Oh, like there's a possibility that they don't. And their doors. Oh, wait. No, they do get their gifts back. Luisa is moving a heavy pot, and Isabella is doing flowers oh, still. okay. So... I missed that. Uh, and Dolores hears the conversation and pops in real quick. Oh, okay. So, yeah. They definitely get their powers back. Back. But, but their doors their are doors. unmarked. That's yeah. weird. Unless that was future doors. I don't know. Yeah. So that was one of my questions. What do you think? Like, if you were to, like, guess... Uh, I'm gonna say yeah. They, I think they, they get do. their door back. Yeah. Their individual door. Do you think Mirabelle gets a door? Uh, no. No. She's still in the nursery. <laughs> Is she going to be in the nursery till she dies? <laughs> I think she gets Abuela's door. When, when Abuela, Abuela dies. dies. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. <laughs> uh, but yeah. maybe not. I don't know. So what's going to happen is Dolores and the guy that she right. likes, they're going to have kids. And now those kids are going to be in the nursery with Mirabelle? No. Until they're five, and then they get the unmarked doors. But the thing is, there wasn't a door, right? Like, like available? No. Like, when they go to their gift ceremony. There wasn't a door there originally? Right. Okay, so... Or is there? I, I think remember. there is, because... I think you're right. In the flashback, flashback scene in the Caterpillar song, in the Caterpillar song, yeah. um, Abuela is, as a, a young person, she is walking by the unmarked doors. Uh-huh. And she's super sad, obviously, about her husband. And so she's walking by these unmarked doors. So I think they were always there. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. My guess. So, yeah, I think they get their doors back, but... 
I don't know. Okay, so my lingering question is, like, where did the miracle come from? Who gave them mm. these powers? What? what? <laughs> like, Was it the death of the, the grandfather? Yeah. Like, he died. Okay, it, so, like... He, like, his sacrificed himself. Which is also weird to me. Right? Let's just I talk mean, about that real quick. Because, like... These men on horses with swords yeah. are running to them. <laughs> and what does Abuelo Pedro think he's going to do? I think he's, he's trying do? to stall to get them. I don't know. I was like, every time we've seen that flashback, I'm like, yeah, I, don't I don't understand. Because he like kisses them goodbye like, I have to do this. Right. Like, it's going to save the day. And you're like, how? Yeah, I don't know. You're about to just get killed, which is exactly what happens. Right. And there's no way that he, unless maybe he... It's like a wizard. I'm like, how he would not have known uh, that this miracle was about yeah, to happen. I don't know where the miracle came from. Maybe like there's a backstory with him that we need to find mm. out about. But that was my main question: is like, where did this thing yeah. even come from? Yeah. Which I was talking to uh, my sister Leah the other day about this. She asked the same question. Mm. And I was like, I'm sure like this is a question that they just don't want us considering. Yeah. Like they don't care. Yeah. The writers of this are like, that's not the point. That's not the point. It's kind of like cars, like. In the movie Cars, you're like, where did the cars come from? Who made them? <laughs> yeah, it's like, too much. Yeah, it's like, just, just, let, it happen. just let it happen. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I think it's probably in that category. Which is like, one of my next questions was like, how does she get back across the ravine in Bruno's room? Oh, I thought this too. Like. Okay, so did you notice though, there's another set of stairs. So oh, no. okay. when she gets to the top and she needs to swing across That's, at the very top yeah. of Bruno's tower and there's the ravine. Um, there's another set of stairs that is against the wall okay. connected so to... So maybe she goes down and, those. Yeah, and so I was like, well, did you just pick the wrong stairwell? Right. <laughs> is there, like, a dangerous one and a safe... Yeah. Well, I mean, they're both dangerous, but a safer one? Yeah, I wondered about that. I think that's the answer. Yeah. I noticed yeah. that the other day when we watched it with Malachi. Yeah. Um, okay, one of my lingering questions is, again, related to the magic. I'm just obsessed with the magic. Why did it come back? So the candle burns out. Right, it's it burns gone. out. Yeah, but and the candle comes back. Yeah, I think mm. so. Right. You know, I, I don't even I remember. Even we should have sure paid more attention candle. to that. I don't remember. I candle. think so though. They when they candle. walk in, okay. I think it's up in the window, right? We're gonna have to go back and watch. Yeah, we're gonna have to in go back. In either case, the candle was gone. Right. Why did the magic come back? See, I think if they had just given a little bit more magic <laughs> explanation, I wouldn't have these two questions. That's true. Like, Abuelo realized, oh, wait, this is, a, it's about the people. It's not about the magic. We don't need the magic. So it comes back. Here's what I'm worried about. Mm. I'm worried that the magic is actually Abuela. Like, the magic is, uh, like, in her or something. Mm. Like a Harry Potter situation. Yeah. So, like, Pedro sacrifices himself and, like, what, his, like, spirit or right. something, like, empowers her Right. For this purpose of this, protecting their family. Right. So when she dies, but, is it really maybe the But magic's maybe gone? that's why Maribel has No gift. No maybe. gift and, and has now made the whole door. Yeah. So the whole house now is from So her. there's hope for the future. There's hope for the future. For the Mondragals. Okay. That, I, that was the, I mean, honestly I had to really strain to find lingering questions. I yeah, felt like it did a really good job. I really also wanted to just wonder, just totally like, is there a connection between the parents' gifts or the parent gift? Yeah, I don't think there is. I don't think I've so. I really tried to. We've talked think, about that. Uh, yeah, 
Oh, this is really a lingering question. It's like a lingering observation that I felt like just wasn't really addressed is the fact that like, again, Abuela gets kind of cast as the bad guy for a lot of the movie, but like really all of the family is complicit both in how Mirabelle is treated mm-hmm. and Bruno's like being ostracized. Right. Like in both, like for both of those characters, like her own mom is like, I, you know, I don't know that you saw anything right. in this vision where the house broke. Right, yeah. And it's like, I think today is just really hard for you. Right. Like, totally does not believe Mirabelle at all. It disregards Mirabelle's character yeah. of, of kindness and selflessness yeah. for Antonio. And then is like, I don't want you to lose your family like my brother Antonio, or uh, Bruno Bruno, did. you're right. And lose his way, yeah. Yeah, I don't want you to lose your way in the family. In other words, like, if you don't, like, comply, if you're not, like, going right. with the flow, you're out. Right. And the, to me, the only person, I thought this was interesting, that you ever hear saying anything positive about Bruno before um, he comes back or before, like, we see him, like, actually yeah. meet him, is Isabella. When she says, in his prophecy to me, he oh, said, yeah. he said, I would I'll get everything, life my, my life and my dreams. Right. Yeah. Like, in the midst of this song about how horrible he is, right. she's like, wait a second. Like, actually. Right. He made me this amazing But prophecy. it's also... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so, I, I I just felt like that was unrecognized. Right. Like, at best, I guess, maybe, like, the family was, like... Well, like, it's just not said. Like, yeah. they embrace Bruno. Well, do, yeah. Yeah. And they're happy to see him. Right. It just didn't feel dealt with. Yeah. I mean, not that, like, they need to, like, ask for forgiveness or whatever. Right. But just, like, again, going, going with the theme, you gotta bring out the crap. You gotta right. like bring out the brokenness to mm-hmm. deal with it. Yeah. And so I kind of wish that that had happened. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Which I think Maribel's mom does say at one point, you've always been too hard on her or something. That's true. And the yeah. dad does say, I was protecting my daughter. Yeah. You're when, right. But other than that, but that is also like after Yeah. some tension. So yeah. What, what did you not like about this movie? Um, that they all got their powers back, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was happy for everybody, but I think I also just wanted it not to be this fracture between Mirabelle and them again. Yeah. Because even still, it's like she still doesn't have... Oh, she still doesn't have that. It's still different. Yeah, Yeah, I hate that for her. And so I think I just like that now they have to figure out how to love each other and, and even, like, serve each other... Like normal people do. Right, yeah. Um, that maybe the magic served its purpose in, like, teaching them and, like, right. leading them closer to each other. Right. And that was its purpose. That was so it. I was kind of bummed, maybe. Yeah. I, I understand, like, why they didn't give Maribel her own room, but I'm like, could we have not just... Given her room. Like... Was there no other options? Like, did she have to stay in a room called the nursery? <laughs> I know. Just, Can she at least, like, ha- like decorate her own room? Right. Her own so way? I was just like, eh, I, I get it because it serves even more of, like, oh, you didn't get this, so you're just going to stay in here yeah. in this baby's room yeah. because we don't care. Kind of. But, so I didn't like that. And I don't love that the dad dies. Naturally. And... I did think the under pressure or service pressure song was kind of weird at first, but I, I like it. Oh, okay. Weird how? Well, just with the dancing donkeys. You're like, I what's l- going on? I love that. But it. I think when you're like, oh, wait, this is not. It's not real. Th- yeah. Like, yeah. then I think it's so funny. 
Yeah. And I love their dances. I love the dancing in this movie. Oh my gosh, the dancing was amazing. It's How incredible. have we not talked about that? I don't know, it's but it's so, so good. good. Yeah. All of it. I'm just like, what? Yeah. It just, it makes the movie feel real. Because the yeah, dances look yeah, real. Yeah, they really do. Um, which I think they did, like, have actual dancers come in. Yeah. And then they just recorded them. Yeah, well, they did makes a great sense, job. But, yeah, dancing was great. I'm, I'm ready to see this movie in live action, like on Broadway or something. Oh, yeah. Something like that. It needs to be on stage. Yeah, it's which, so I mean, good. Lynn. Duh. On. Duh. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say the only other thing I didn't like, again, I just wish there were more songs. Mm. Like, the actual songs with lyrics are, like, five. It's not yeah. The, which I think is probably consistent with most Disney movies, but, like, yeah. I just want... They were so good. I would like more. Yeah. Yeah. We have our own rating system. Um, do you want to say it? We've talked about this earlier. We decided together what we wanted to rate this one. Do yeah. you want to announce what we've rated yeah. Encanto? We have rated Encanto our highest rating, yep. which is theater night with pretzel bites. So go to the Cinnabar or wherever. Alamo Draft bites. House. Yeah. Go go to the theater on this one. Get those pretzel bites. Sit Splurge. back. Splurge. Yep. And enjoy it. Yeah. Which is, again, cool because you didn't really think that when we first saw not. it. I did not. I did not. And now you're giving it our highest rating. I am. Yeah. For sure. No, I completely agree. Get yeah. those pretzel bites with the spicy mustard mm-hmm. and the cheese. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, it's worth it's worth every penny. Um, so that's our conversation on Encanto, yeah. our first movie review. Woo-hoo. Yeah, so good. Um, we had to pick Encanto because we can't stop singing the songs. We can't. Yeah, we literally can't. They're too good. I think about them when I wake up at night. When you wake up at night? Yeah, like in night. I feel in like in the I'm middle of the night them. you're waking up singing <laughs> Encanto. Pretty much. It's kind of creepy. Anyway, um, thank you so much for listening to our thoughts on Encanto. Um, if you want to rate us, that's cool. Um, we'd love that. But yeah, thanks for listening uh, to Deconstructing a Fairy Tale. So just as a reminder, this podcast is not affiliated at all with the Walt Disney Corporation. We're just doing it because we love these movies. Um, the movie Encanto is copyrighted by Walt Disney World or Walt Disney Corporation. And the audio clips used are uh, used under the Fair Use Protection Act. Podcast music by Stephen Goofins. Ooh, ooh. Goofins.